And this is brought to you by Stateside Vodka, which Kyle yeah. is enjoying a very, uh, I am. very, very good drink. Kyle, tell very, us a little bit more about Stateside. Listen, Peach, have you ever had a shot guy in your life? Like the guy that you go to the bar and it's like, if you don't do shots, it's There's not always a good that day guy. for that guy. You, it's this, you know, the shot guy when it's not even a minute in you're a minute in. he goes, all right, let's do shots. Yeah. It's like, come on, bro. We're all drinking dollar beers at, at the draft horse. Listen, I had the shot guy this weekend. I went over a friend's place. Shot guy was there. He was like, Hey, listen, let's do some shots. I actually brought stateside over cause they gave us like six bottles. And I was like, Hey, here's a nice little housewarming. Enjoy it. I got to tell you, didn't even wake up with a hangover. You know why? Cause it's got electrolytes like Gatorade and oh, it goes down smooth as fuck. I'm telling you. So if you, you know, need some stateside vodka, I'm sure Pollyanna's. So it'll be like, what, the 22nd when this comes out? Pollyanna's might be going on. It's a weird year. They might be going on post-Christmas and whatnot. I think I gave uh, I gave a bottle to Jason. He's going to re-gift it in his Pollyanna, so whoever who gets that, good luck. Yes. Um, go to statesidevodka.com, put in promo code, the water, put in promo code WOODER, W-O-O-D-E-R, and you get 10% off stateside vodka. Gotta love that sound. Oh. Everybody. Philadelphia. 76ers. Thump your feet. Is there, it is that time of the year again. We are oh. here. We waited a long time. We waited a long time. I was thinking to myself, it's like, it's like, even though we had a pandemic, we've reached the same point. You know what I mean? Usually the NBA season starts in October. Mm-hmm. The Eagles start off slow. They're like three and five. And we're like, I can't Sixers basketball. I'm yeah. all in on Sixers basketball. Now this time we had to wait till December to say, Oh, the Eagles aren't making the playoffs. Sixers basketball is here to save us. And then two to three months from now, hopefully we don't hate ourselves for thinking that. And then we go to Philly season. It's usually how Philadelphia sports fans go. It's like the cycle of being a fan, but we are finally here. We are. And it, it's, it's the best because I remember the lockout shortened season. The last time there was a lockout, it began on Christmas Day. Basketball season doesn't start till Christmas Day. Everybody knows that. It, it should have started. First of all, it should have started on Christmas Day. I, the three days, I could have waited the three days. I could have too. So for this water break, by the way, this is the water break if you didn't know because it's just me and Kyle on right now. Gary is taking a hiatus for this water break because he's also said, and I quote, if the Sixers were playing in his backyard, he wouldn't watch them. So... Yeah. Take that of what you will of how much of a Sixers fan Gary is at all. Yeah. And he's got he's Sixers Gary on Twitter right now. So he's 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 diving into the troll, which I do enjoy. I always enjoy a nice troll. So Kyle and I have seven years apart, six or seven years apart. And yeah. so we've seen some different uh things in our Sixers, I guess rooting fandom careers. So we're going to do a winter break today of our three favorite moments like we usually do. And we're going to get into a bunch of honorable mentions like we always do. But you have to have watched it. So hopefully I'm not taking one of Kyle's here, but everyone knows the crossover on Tyron Lou, right? That was in 2001. I was born in 1999. I cannot take that. Okay. So we, so we got it. We understand. I understand. Yeah. All right. I'll let, I'll let Kyle go first. Uh, you can take it away. All right. All right. You're not going to get this one, but you missed out. The Raptors Sixers 2001 Eastern Conference Semis. 
was one of the greatest playoff appearances, not or playoff series, not only in Sixers history, NBA history. You want to hear some things right now? You want to hear some stats? I'm going to drop some stats on you. Break it down for me. AI averaged 33 and seven that series. He had Oof. 54 in game two, 52 in game five, and then Vince Carter had 50 in game three. These guys just went back and forth all all series. It was it was literally one of some of the most entertaining basketball for seven games. Um, Sixers went down 1-0 to start the series. They were at home, so they had to come back and and win in game two, obviously, where AI dropped 54. Uh, in game two, he went 21-39, and Eric Snow was the only other person to score in double figures that game. Oh, Eric Snow, man. Yeah. He had 20 in the second quarter of that game, 19 in the fourth. And then in game seven, I don't know if you know the story, Vince Carter went to go get his degree at UNC mm-hmm. and was criticized for only getting to the game five hours before it started. And, oh. and he he uh, he missed a, a jumper with two yeah. seconds left to go he to win the game winning. and send them, uh, send them against the Bucs. The Bucs series was great too, but it was just the, the outright duel between Vince Carter and and Allen Iverson, which is like an all-time moment. I remember where I was when Vince Carter missed that missed that uh, that jumper. Where were you? I was in my my basement. Okay. I jumped. I, I jumped I, off the I, couch. I, I had to ask because usually people say I know exactly where I was. I just had to make yeah. sure you weren't just saying that to say that. No, Some no, people. that nine eleven. Uh, <laughs> that's true. No, never forget. Nine eleven hadn't happened then. But I so there's a I think NBC Philly plays it every year the Sixers 2001 Sixers documentary. I don't know exactly what it's called, but they definitely play it every single year. So I do know most of the moments, but that is, as we're saying, I mean, I couldn't experience that, but that was certainly the peak as of right now for people in their twenties, thirties, or even people in their forties, because that's before 1983 with Moses Malone and Julius Irving and all that. So that's as the highest we have gone. Unfortunately, that was the peak of Allen Iverson's career too. That is that is awesome. We can get back, we can get into that later in some of the honorable mentions. What they did to him in 2002, 2003, when he was like 27, 28 years old, where he should have been in his peak, is undeniably some of the worst moves under Billy King that they ever made. Yeah. So my first thing is going to be another Sixers point guard who took the league by storm. And his name is Michael Carter Will. Oh my God. I had this in my honorable mentions. I know exactly where you're going. I want everyone to know. <laughs> That this is the single greatest performance <laughs> ever. Like, ever? People have to understand that the Sixers have just openly admitted to tanking. Like, yes. they openly admitted that we are going to suck. And we're not going to tell you how long we're going to suck for. We are just going to suck. We suck. We got Nerlens Noel, who just tore his ACL, by the way. So he's not even going to play. And you stick Michael Carter Williams in there with Evan Turner, Spencer mm-hmm. Hawes. I think Thad Young was still... Um, was. on the team at the time and you're playing your first game of the year is against the defending champion Miami Heat now mm-hmm. the catch is that they were playing on a back-to-back on a road back-to-back yeah. and Michael Carter Williams said all right I see you don't have fresh legs I'm coming right <laughs> at you in the beginning for 29 11 I think it was 29 11 12 and nine steals and that ninth steal by the way was on very close game LeBron James drives at the top of the key left hand Michael Arms says just give me that yes I actually have the highlights up right now I was looking at it before we got on the call it was it was great I literally thought well he won the rookie of the year it turned out not to be the greatest of drafts but but I'm pretty sure is that the year we traded Alfred Payton right and we got him 
Um, I think the oh, no, next for Peyton for Dar- the Dar- next Dar- year, the next year we trade out for Peyton. But we did use that pick to get the Suns pick that actually was acquired, like the Steve Nash Dwight Howard trade, which and the or Steve Nash Kobe Dwight Howard era, which is mm-hmm. actually kind of crazy. And uh, but that pick wasn't used for like four years. I think we got Mikael Bridges. It, like it took forever to get that pick to be used. But Sam McGee did a lot of good things, a lot of bad things. Flipping Michael Carter-Williams for that a top 10 pick when he was I was like, oh, he's the rookie of the year. Magic Johnson said he was the next Jason Kidd when Jason Kidd brought him over to the box. He did. Yeah, that was that was insane on, uh, on Magic Johnson's part. The last thing I want to say about this Michael Carter-Williams era, and I told you we sucked. We were so bad. People you, forget. Get, you get a row of tickets for $8 at that point. That's beautiful. That's actually, I, I do that. But mm-hmm. people forget... The Sixers started off three and zero. Like, the Sixers were three and zero, and I remember watching Sports Center and PJ Carlissimo, who's I don't even think like no one knows where he's at now. He just got choked by the Charles Sprewell. That was his biggest claim to fame. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like, he's like, this team plays defense, man. They they hustle, man. They, they you know they they're not they're not easy out like everyone says they are. And we yeah. like ended like ten and seven, like twelve and sixty eight. <laughs> it was like. Nothing. Nothing better than an early season ESPN take. Just like, right. I gotta, I gotta find something. Like this team is not an easy out. You know what? I got the Sixers penciled in for seven seed. It's like, well, now we've finished 10, 10 and seventy two. Yeah. Hey, that that first year, the process. Michael Carter Williams, Tony Roten, Spencer Hawes, Evan Turner, Thad Young, was the reverse Bulls. I mean, I mean, if you wanted, to, if you wanted some good basketball to watch on a Wednesday night, you tuned in. You tuned in. That's probably the last time. I was never stressed about a Sixers game, which was which is nice thinking back on it. Yeah. All right. What you got for number two? All right, number two. So this is like the best moment. So like the most, I, I when when I looked at it, it's the best moments, the most memorable moments. The practice rant that happened in two thousand two. You were like three years old, but if you go on Twitter on May seventh, it's all over social media because it's the anniversary of the practice rant. Um, obviously, it's taken on a life of its own since then. You know, obviously people came out and were like, it was a, you know, if you dive more into it, his friend died right before the press conference. You can watch a couple of documentaries from Showtime. And uh, I believe there's another one on Netflix that's are really good. Watch those. But, you know, this is coming off of a 2001 season where they went to the finals and they get, they barely eclipse 500. They get bounced by the Boston Celtics in the first round. They traded for Derek Coleman that year. And Peach, you don't remember Derek Coleman. He was a former number one overall pick. Pat Croce, who resigned in July, said he would never bring Derek Coleman back on the Sixers because one time he missed a charity event for CHOP. He just no-showed. The Children's Hospital Philadelphia. So Pat Croce resigns in July. Billy King brings Derek Coleman back in October. And AI is playing with a 34-year-old Derek Coleman who showed up the year before on the Hornets, 30 pounds overweight in, uh, in training camp. And everywhere he went, we're out as welcome. Terrible teammate cantankerous to the to the 10th degree just an all-time bad guy and uh we as we know you know Dikembe Mutombo was off the team the next year Keith Van Horn was on the team that tells you everything you need to know Larry Brown resigned at the end of the season and we drafted John Salmons all at AI's 27 year old peak hey John Salmons Plymouth White Marsh high school yes he was he's a local guy but very local that's that's like very close I went I went to Dublin Kyle went to which one Lancelot Catholic like that's very, very yeah. close to us. So I don't I, care. I don't care if you went to my high school. I don't care if he was my cousin. John Salmon's that pick. He had a good career though. Never panned he actually, out. He, actually, he had a yeah. He had a career. career. Yeah, he had a career. That's the right word. Steady. I'm never gonna yell. I'm never gonna get mad at someone for playing more than five years in the NBA. 
Hey, I mean, I, hey, if I was six eight, am I having a career like John Salmon's? Probably not. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> my second, my second <laughs> pick. And this one's a tough one because I don't know which ones you're going to pick. And I mean, obviously, we're going to get all into these into um, honorable mentions. I'm going to go with that Bulls Sixers series. In oh, Pete, you're better than that. Because I remember I was at a bar mitzvah. Okay. Yes, I was at bar mitzvah. It was my bar mitzvah days. I was 12, and the game won, and they lose. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my God, Derek Rose is hurt. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, we might win, you know? Yeah. And the, cr- the crazy part about that is that we were up 3-1, and we lose game five in Chicago, right? Not that we expected to win. But- Joe Kim Noah went out game three, which a lot of people forget, mm-hmm. too. And it's game six, and obviously we weren't the better team. Like, it, the tr- obviously, Derek Rose, the, the, they would have won that series. Derek Rose is there. It's game six, and tensions are high. Because the tension is feeling is if you lose this game, you're not winning back in Chicago, mm-hmm. right? So it's game six. And what I remember most about this game is not the Iguodala free throws, right? Oh. It's the three possessions before that, where the Bulls had the ball for like two minutes. <laughs> like, they literally got like four offensive rebounds. It's and Tom we, Thibodeau Bulls, baby. They, we, they, they crash boards. And we couldn't get the ball. And I remember when... I, it's funny because Omer Sheik is like someone my friends and I used to like make fun of. It's like, oh, Omer Sheik. And we used to like play 2K with him and play him for like 48 minutes a game. And he would like win MVP sometimes in our GM mode. Did, like, did he have a stint on the Sixers or was it the Cavs? I think he might have gotten traded, but then like released the Sixers. I think yeah. that is possible. But he misses the two free throws. Igadala goes all the way coast to coast, gets fouled. And Andre Igadala has the one of the it, the jump shot form isn't bad but watching mm. him shoot a jump shot in that rainbow arc is awful it hurts it, him it is awful so even when he shoots free throws and he bends his knees it's just a rainbow arc. and he was not statistically a good free throw shooter so for him to knock down too when he gets up on like the little board he starts pumping his fist and evan <laughs> turner hugs him he's like we did it man like we just beat the bulls without Derek Rose. it was a great feeling it was the first time that i got to experience a Sixers high because people forget yeah. we we lost the Celtics in seven. I'll never blame. I'll always blame Milton Brand for like what are you doing at, when Rondo hit that dagger three? It's like come on man, the shot clock's expiring. Got to go up yeah. on him, and he just let Rondo hit two threes at the end. And we lost in seven, but so so Peach, I had the 2012 uh, Sixers Celtics series in my honorable mentions because me and my buddies we bought tickets to two games twenty dollars a piece and sat in the last row of the of the Wells Fargo Center and didn't sit down the whole game because it was it was amazing it was it was the first like wait like which, the first playoffs which game were you i was at i was actually at game six when Iguodal hit that corner three and then we were down by like double digits in the first half i was we at came all the way six back. and i was at four i want to say yeah i'll never forget my i think i it's crazy because i think we got the tickets for like you said 20 i think we got them for like 25 dollars. we were yeah. all the way up mm-hmm. and we were just watching and sixers came at, it was like if it's hard to explain because like, I don't want to say the fans right now have fake joy watching, but there's something about watching your team when you don't think you're going to win. Yes. You win the Sixers nowadays, they think they're going to win. So you're cheering, but you feel empty even when they do win. Cause like, Oh, we should have won by more. This is what we expect to do when the Sixers didn't have that expectation in 2012. And we were competing with the Celtics who at the time were one of the most elite teams in basketball. One of the best days was that MCW day where they beat, the defending champion Miami Heat. Like I, that yeah. high is unbelievable. I still remember. I still remember that day. Um, but if you get a chance after we're done with this, go look at that 2012 Celtics um, 
Celtic Sixers series. There was a couple games where the final score was 82-75, and then game seven was 85-75. And then Brandon Bass was the leading scorer with 27 in game six. It was an it was the ugliest of ugly basketball you could ever find. Brandon Bass was a solid player. I shut the fuck up. He was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I got it. Brandon Bass is like Elton Brand, like a, a poor man. Shut up. Brand. <laughs> just a baseline jumper. <laughs> My God, you're the guy who just should be running PR for all like the middle, the middle of the road uh, NBA players. Like you know, that Hashim Tabit just wasn't in the right. No, that doesn't count because he just wasn't on the over, right team. He was on number two overall pick. <laughs> it's like it's like you know, that Ilyasova guy. He just never got a fair shake. He should have just got resigned in Milwaukee and had a Hall of Fame career. It was, he had a good he had a good time for the Sixers. He had a good like time. Brendan Haywood, man, I can't believe he didn't pan out. Tristan Bomb. Thompson, Tristan Thompson is going to be your guy probably in a couple years. Just Thompson's all right. All right. You give it to everybody. So you're too, you're too nice to be mean. To be what do you good. got for your third, for your third uh, pick? So the step over is too easy. Let's just call it like it is. It's a top five moment, but I want to entertain the people. Um, drafting Joel Embiid is probably my next one. Okay. Two, 2014 NBA draft. Number three overall out of Kansas. He fell in our laps. If you remember, Jabari Parker mm-hmm. was number two. Andrew Wiggins, obviously number one. No one thought he was going to. Everyone thought one through three, those guys were all going to have great careers. Obviously, Jabari Parker tears both ACLs. Andrew Wiggins just doesn't play defense, and he's one-dimensional. Um, but easily, Joel Embiid has been the best out of those guys. Um, fell to us because of a foot issue, so nobody knew. Mm-hmm. I remember people calling into sports radio being like, you can't take him with a foot issue. They are talking Bill Walton, Kevin McHale, like oh, everybody that's ever had a foot issue from the 70s when, like, when they used to give like heroin to kids for like cough syrup. And it's like, oh, you can't draft the guy with a foot injury. It's like, well, you know, modern science says you can. Um, but he gave us everything. He jump-started the process. He, we fell in love with him instantly, the Rihanna stuff of being like, yo, Rihanna, when he, when he tweeted at her and she said, come back to me when you're an all-star. Like, he was just, he was just content, content, content. Um, one thing that I always do remember um, that always makes me, like, you smile when I'm thinking of Embiid, and it actually sucks because it was in a – series that we ended up not winning the Raptors series where Kawhi hits that uh that insane three at the end that windmill dunk in game three I have I have the windmill dunk <sighs> all my honorable mentions no the it, I that was like the moment yeah I thought that was when we were I, I thought know, that's I where he took sure I know the next level to I thought we were gonna win that series oh that listen I will forever say we win that we win that game in overtime yeah I mean it was oh, just a, no I agree I think we do I think I also and Jimmy. I do think we, we go to the finals. Mm-hmm. Jimmy it's might a different stay. story. It's a different story. The so. Embiid thing is obviously the start, not the official start of the process because obviously mm-hmm. we kind of touched on that. Mike Carter Williams and Ernest Noel. One of my favorite things about the Embiid draft was uh because obviously he wasn't at the draft, right? Yeah. Is when they pan to him, mm-hmm. right? And he just he doesn't look happy, and everyone's yeah. like. Oh, like he doesn't want to be there and all that. But obviously there's like, and I'll, I'll put this in there, but there's the video of him. Like he's like looking at his phone. Like he doesn't know what's going on. It's always crazy. And they do that like little delay. Mm-hmm. The, the Embiid Raptors thing. I mean, we just touch on it real quick. I mean, I was in my apartment in Philly. Like I'll, I'll always remember that. I mean, that place, if that was, pro- I wasn't there. That was probably the loudest that place has been since the NBA finals. And I know I wasn't there either, but I could probably assume that that place was actually erupting. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. Maybe when uh, they thought JJ, or no, not JJ, Marco Bellinelli hit the game winner and they let the confetti drop. Uh, <laughs> that was, it was pretty loud then, too. Bellinelli. What's, your, uh, what's hey. your last one? All right. Okay. Took some of mine. I got, all right. 
I'm going to touch on this Joe Embiid in one because I'm going to say his debut. Okay? okay. And the reason why his debut is I was also actually there. And I remember I was actually sitting in a box. We got, we upgraded. We upgraded for this game okay. for some reason. And I remember the crazy thing about watching Joe Embiid play in his first NBA game was how polished he was. And when he, his first, his first basket literally was like a Hakeem type move or fake spin, spin back, fade away jumper. And right there, you could just tell like the skill, the amount of like, Cause you, you never actually know until they play. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. And this go, and I remember, I mean, Sergio Rodriguez, who like Gerald, you know, your team is bad when every, in the first game of the season, right. There's always a player that like says something to the crowds. Like we're looking forward to a great year. Let's get it. Gerald Henderson. That was the one who gave the speech. Gerald Henderson gave the speech about like, Hey, I hope we have a great year and all that. Let's go Sixers. Jesus. Episcopal zone. Oh my God. And everyone's, and I, and I think like, uh, no, I mean, no one, I mean, first of all, I don't think half the people in the stands knew who John Henderson was. <laughs> right? If we're just being honest, but we take the, we take the thunder to the absolute wire. We end up losing a note, but it was the first time in since it was literally the first time since Michael Carter Williams had that the greatest game of our, it's literally the greatest game of our generation. I'm not <laughs> kidding. Um, that the Sixers felt like they had something. Mm-hmm. And you walked away, you're like, all right, we lost. But you know what? This is a sign of good things to come. What did do you remember? Like, I absolutely remember Embiid's debut, but what were your takeaways from it? I just remember being happy that he could actually play on a basketball court because he sat out for the first season. Um, he missed he missed a good he missed amount two, of games. He missed two years. Yeah, two years. And um yeah, I mean, I would just say just knowing that this guy could actually play basketball and could dribble ba- a ball and, you know, hit shots and look like Hakeem, like we were talked about. He just, he looked like he was Kansas Joel. And, but just like bigger. He was huge. Huge. He was huge. It's actually crazy when we look back on it. Two years we waited. Like mm-hmm. we waited a year for Nerlens. We waited two years for Sarich. Two or one year for Sarich. We waited two years for Embiid. We waited a year for Ben Simmons, and we waited a year and a half for Markel Fultz. Mm-hmm. That's every. That's almost every single first. And we've, we're still Zyre waiting. Smith too. We're we waited still waiting on Zaire Smith, even though he's yeah. gone. But <laughs> and we're still waiting on Zaire Smith. Like that's actually unbelievable when you think about it. Every single pick yeah. that we took was out for some sort of reason, and there's no, there's no. It was either unlucky. I mean, Zaire Smith, say what you want. That is so brutal. A peanut, a peanut with sesame allergy. The guy lost yeah. like 50 pounds. If you ever want to like go read that article about Zaire Smith and the sesame allergy, like it is, it's like always funny to say, oh my God, Zaire Smith ever actually played. Go like read that article and like how serious it actually was. It's actually crazy. But all right, let's get into a couple honorable mentions. I'm going to hit this one real quick. TJ McConnell's game winner against the Knicks. Had that one. That was a great moment. Okay. Uh- the, uh, the the Kings trade, uh, the 2019 unprotected first for Nick Stauskas and the 2017 pick swap. Obviously, we got Markel Fultz. It's probably a top five moment or top three moment, excuse me, if Markel Fultz pans out. Sauce Castillo. Sauce Castillo. I mean, I remember, be, I, I remember reading that trade and Twitter just lit on fire. Like, wait, we got a first back? I think we traded like Arturo Vaditis or Maditis and um, some other guy. 
And uh, I'm pretty sure Carl Landry got an MVP chance at one point because he was just like involved in the trade. Carl Landry. All right, I got another one for you. Remember the Cavs Sixers showdown uh, three years ago when we were on that 15-game winning streak and LeBron comes into the building and they're actually struggling. It's like the game for the third seed. It's like LeBron drops 40. And this is Embiid's out, by the way. LeBron drops 40. Jeff Green had like 36. (laughs) Um, I was actually at this game. Ben Simmons had like a triple-double. Like he was unbelievable. Sarge had like 25. I mean, obviously, like this is when that – this little – 15 game winning streak was actually crazy. It was all out and beat. And the Sixers were like the hottest team in basketball. Mm-hmm. But they ended up LeBron missing two free throws at the end of the game. We won the game like 136 to 134. And we ended up getting the third seed because of it. That is, if you ever look like, you can go look at highlights. Cause you look at highlights at any game, go watch that one. So that was an end. Of, that's what I have. The end of the process, 17, 18, 52 games. They win, finish with 16 straight. And then Meek Mill gets released from prison against the heat in the playoffs. And yeah. they had the cool Philly Unite slogan which was awesome. Marco that was at the end of the process. Double. Marco Fultz triple-double. Um, I was actually supposed to go to that game. Funny story. And I'm going, I'm heading with my boy and we're down and the tickets weren't working. I was like, I had called my dad out. I'm like, why aren't the tickets working? Apparently my dad printed the tickets out twice and they get knows if you print it out twice and one, both, both of them don't work. So all I had to do was call my dad and say, hey, you didn't give them to anyone, right? You can confirm with this guy. And that's all I had to do. And he was in Mexico. So we couldn't get a touch of him. So I ended up going to the Phillies game for $10 and watching the Phillies. Jesus. Yeah. Missed Markel Fultz triple double. And we blew, we literally blew out the Bucks like 130 to 80. We blew them out. Damn. Um, a couple more I have is AI winning the All Star game MVP in Philly. You obviously don't mm-hmm. remember that. The Sixers Bucks series in 2001 was just as good, but it can't, it can't hold a candle to the, to the Sixers Raptors series. So that's why I made my honorable mentions. Um, do you remember? Oh, this one's a top five moment. Michael Jordan's last game on the Wizards was that, uh, I guess it was probably the first Union Center then. I was at that game. So that's always a top yeah. five moment, Sixers vote in my life. That's um, cool. What are there? You got any more? I got two more. I got uh, the Thad Young game winner against the Orlando Magic in okay. 2010. 20, yeah, because they made the NBA Finals. I think we had two game winners. And that's serious. I think I don't know if Iguodal hit the second one or if it was Dad Young again, but we that Magic made the NBA Finals that year and we took them the six games, a very big series. And my favorite game winner of the Sixers is the Lou Williams dagger over Dwayne Wade <laughs> in 2011. Yeah, 20, yeah, 2011. And that was the only game we got from that series, but we got one off the Heat. And that's all that mattered. I'll finish it up. Uh, Jaleel Ogilvy punching the Celtics fan after saying the Sixers suck in Boston was awesome. That was an all that was an all timer. I saw him actually outside of Blue Martini fall on a like little like Toyota Camry like Uber, and I thought he was gonna crush the Uber. He was just hammered, and it was after all that stuff happened. Um, Mike Muscala's shot to give us the OKC pick for Tyrese Maxey that will one day hopefully be a top. That's true. Top five pick or top five moment. Excuse me. Um, and then anything else? Oh, Corey Brewer shuts down James Harden. Oh, that's a good one. The Corey Brewer one. Um, Sixers trade for Andrew Bynum. I went to the convention center when they introduced him. That's brutal. Technically Jason Richardson, but no one cares. It was all Bynum. Um, favorite real quick, because I know we got a lot of honorable mentions. We can talk about the process real quick. Favorite processor player moment. Like for me, remember when Hollis Thompson dropped? I think Hollis Thompson had like, he was crap for 80 games. There was two games in his career. He had like 30. Yeah. And he was just going off. And then obviously I'm a huge Covington guy. Covington, I believe, had three game winners in his oh. NBA career. And I, I remember never liked, all of them. I never liked Covington. 
in the playoffs, he never showed up. Or um, favorite process sixer moment. Isaiah Cannon. Whenever they would play the cannon, the cannon. <laughs> when he would hit a three. Fun fact, Isaiah Cannon went to Murray State and they were undefeated, actually. And I think they lost one game and they didn't make the tournament. Also, last one, last one, because I, I just came to mind. Tony Roden had a streak of two oh. straight games with hitting a 75-foot basket. That dude literally <laughs> tore his ACL and was never heard from ever again. Yeah, he averaged 17 that year. Just he was that awesome. Out. I can't yeah. believe he couldn't find – I mean, if Isaiah Cannon could find a job, yep. he Tony Roden could find a job. I'm pretty sure he's still politicking for a job, too. Yeah, um, so I mean that's gonna do it for the Whataburger. I mean, I we touched. I I I don't even know if you have to go yeah. to a story in a basketball. We just touched two thousand from twenty twenty with ease. Hopefully, we didn't even talk about the MJ crossover on on uh, the AI crossover on MJ. I mean, I was like three was years old, but I don't yeah, remember that's that. But. I don't. That is in the top, obviously, ten iconic Sixers moments ever. But listen, if you have any other Sixers moments, I mean, we couldn't hit everything, even though we we definitely probably did. Hit everything. Hit a lot. We will be back next Tuesday with a, we actually have it already planned, so we're very excited about that. You can find us on the YouTube, like, subscribe, comment on the YouTube, and you'll see us on the blog and on the anchor feed, which you can go to anchor.fm slash the water boys. So that's gonna do it. Uh hope you guys enjoy. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs>